Hello, welcome to Beer and a Movie, the podcast where we combine two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies. Sometimes a cheating outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to watch the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I am one of your co-hosts, Carlos Cooper, with me as always. It's me, Joe Hilliard. And Dave Gurney. And before we kick the episode off, I would like to remind you at the top, normally we do this at the back end of the episode, but catch us on Patreon. We're going to continue the discussion that we have in the main episode on our Patreon after hours bonus episodes. Uh, Probably get into some other uncharted territory for the main podcast as well. But patreon.com slash beer and movie podcast, $5 a month, bonus episode every single week. You already know what it is. I've wasted enough time. <laughs> the glasses are dry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get on to business, gentlemen. Uh, we are opening here. Uh, brewery, this is a repeat visit. You know, we're having a lot of these lately, but it's because we're just so good at getting around to these breweries. We, we have to go back to some to, to check out what's going on. This is Lone Pint. They're out of Texas, our, our yeah. home state. Um, but, uh, we've had their yellow rose, which yeah. is an IPA. We had that on episode 91. 91. Yeah. What were it, the movies on that one again? Waiting for Guffman. Waiting for Guffman. Yeah. Oh, classic, classic episode. Classic yeah. movie. Classic. This is our first back-to-back horror episode since November. And, uh, I'd like to, I'd love it when we can remind people, we'll do Waiting for Guffman too. <laughs> it's not all just splatters on the wall. I was going to yeah. say, we, we've hit a run of these more. I, I think after award season, we're just kind of like leaning into yes. the... Yeah. And, and Hollywood, honestly... Anything that's not real life, please. Giving us, yeah, the the action, fantasy, horror stuff right now. Um, but but before we get there, sure. and appropriately enough, we we're going to drink a different beer from Lone Pint that very thematically... Uh, tied into oh, fantastic our uh, films today. And it has a very appropriate ABV for the director that we're talking about. Ooh, interesting. Um, well, I, I can't wait to hear you expand on that. This is <laughs> Undead Head Ed. It is a chili porter. Sounds and great. as you can see in the title, or you hear in the title, Undead, there is a zombie, and I'm guessing that's Ed. I, I mean, there's probably a story there that... Uh, Maybe, there's stuff on the label. I don't know. But it's a whole thing. The important thing to me is that it is zombie label. It is chili porter. Uh, we've had a few chili beers, right? Uh, Carlos, you brought the... Uh, Her. Right, from Brash. Yeah, and then the Abraxas had chili, didn't it? That's right. That one was good. So so we play around with that from time yeah. to time. I'm, I'm fucking excited with to see... Ed is the, a... The jalapeno uh, pickle beer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> our city has a, an annual big beer event fundraiser for our local museum. It, it, to me, it's diminished since it, you know, hit its peak about seven, eight years ago. But I remember going with um, Aislinn and the first beer, the first beer I drank, and, and there were hundreds of beers to choose from. You have a little s- s- tasting glass. Was the Ghostface Killer? Yeah. It wrecked my palate for about 45 minutes. Yeah. So starting the show yeah, with a, a rough, chili porter, yeah. I'm, I always have that anticipation before I take my first taste, but it's smell-wise and look-wise, I'm on board so far. Yeah. Well, I'm not... The, the one thing I'll say is, you know, looks... It, it, it pours like a nice porter or yeah. dark. Got a nice nice head on it. Uh, I'm definitely getting the roast in the nose, yeah. but I'm not getting the chili Chili not, not in the, on nose the nose at all. On no, the nose. No. So... Uh, once I start sipping, sip let you know. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure out if the chili's in there in the flavor. But thematically, here the tie into the undead. What are we yes. watching this week? Um, we are watching the uh, 2021 
anti-lockdown, possibly pro-life uh, zombie heist epic from Zack Snyder, King of the Bros, which is why the 6.9% on this one is... Uh, I, Apt, I think. Why, why do you, the, the, I'm, I'm trying to understand. What's a, the, a, a 69 joke is just oh, like a, a dumb oh, bro. How dumb am I joke? that I didn't? <laughs> I was thinking like, what is that like the perfect ABV for a frat party? And like, no, so it doesn't no, go no, over. So no. the poorly executed. 10% of a 69 is no fun at all. <laughs> so, 6.9. So, uh, yeah. So Army of the Dead released in theaters May 14th, hit Netflix May 21st. And... The briefest synopsis that I can find of this, uh, I was trying to describe it to my friend and co-worker Josh DeLeon earlier, and I, I just kept having to be like, oh, but then there's this, and then there's that, and there's just, uh, it's such yeah, a mess. Actually, those two sentences are a great synopsis. It is. So <laughs> This fucker is jam-packed, man. It's jam-packed Aww. with... With stuff, I think it's uh, fairly straightforward. Come the, on. The synopsis, following this. a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, uh, which is walled off, it, the synopsis doesn't... Mm. Mention that, but a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Uh, it stars... Okay, okay. It, it stars Dave Batista and a couple of other people who have kind of showed up in some things but aren't the names that... Not, not as big a name as he is. It has Hiroyuki Sanada, who plays a millionaire, billionaire guy named Bly The Tanaka, guy who wants the heist The done. guy who yeah. initiates the heist, who hires hires Batista to assemble this group of mercenaries to pull it off. He was, we recently talked about him in Mortal Kombat. Uh, I looked up what his fucking name was. He plays Scorpion. I forgot what the other yeah. name is. Um, but other than that, no one that we've really talked about extensively before. No one we certainly, certainly no one we've talked about recently. But I will say, before I get into what I think about this movie, which I feel like already is somewhat obvious based on the way that I introduced it, <laughs> but I have to, I, there are two things I have to say and then we can get into it because I feel it is important to give credit where credit is due. Ooh, okay. And so there are two things I will say about this movie. One, it is very impressive that he directed, wrote, produced, and DP. shot this movie. Yeah. The DP credit I was not expecting. And so I, I can't act like that's not an impressive feat. That is a full-blown execution of a singular vision, right? Uh, and then two, the idea for this movie is fucking brilliant. I think it is a really fucking good, fun idea that now I will show my hand was executed like absolute garbage. Oh, uh, okay. Not, I mean, uh, that's a bit of a hyperbolic statement, but it is not executed well. <laughs> you weren't happy with it. You it is not executed well. It, it no. had promise and maybe even all the more frustrating because well, you felt like... Do you mind like, if we flesh yeah. out the plot just a little bit more? Oh, Go sure. For it. Okay. If we have that another is. 30 minutes. Okay, to- so the film opens with a sequence that I enjoyed very, very much and that is the unleashing Military of Caribbean. the alpha zombie, later known as Zeus. The four horsemen. Uh, right, and he, it is a military transport uh, a newly married couple. He's getting a Hummer in the car, and as happens, when that happens, you lose, just you get distracted on the road. As if Zack Snyder <laughs> was not already king of the bros, he starts his movie by a guy With getting roadhead. roadhead. Yeah. roadhead. yeah, that well, is you, the alternative like, title for this film was Roadhead: colon, Army uh, of the Dead. Uh-huh. Roadhead. Army of the Dead. Yeah, right. There's a it little rhymes. rhyme to yeah. it. Yeah. Undead, head, ed, roadhead, bed, head. <laughs> and then a military transport transporting a single zombie. But before we go any further, can we 
we have to talk about the rules of the zombies in this film. I mean, well, I, no, because I, just that, like this film, my brain. Do you is all include over the that? Wait, before we do that, do you include that in the conceptual stuff that you like about this film? That it's a genius little like heist scenario, but also, do you like what he's done with the zombie lore? Well, let's talk. No, about No, I have a lot to say. About okay, that, okay. Actually. Here's what's introduced in this film. But not until like an hour in, though, Joe. We, you know, I, I feel like we took a big leap from like getting into the synopsis of it in the opening okay, sequence right, okay. to jumping an hour into the film when we get the updated lore. So okay, let me, let me get. It back takes to where five I was. minutes for slow mo to kick in. Let me in get back movie, to where I was. Okay, so you've got uh, a military transport. The zombie is let loose after the collision on the road, and uh, he turns two people. We learn that he can turn them quick. And we learned that they follow him, and he crests a hill overlooking the Vegas skyline. Yeah. Then we get the opening credits of the film. And this is a... Uh, Cringe fest? Quick montage of all of the history we need to know to kind of get us to when the film starts proper. Quick is not an accurate adjective for this. And that is that zombies take over Vegas, kill all the tourists, mm-hmm. and the, the government puts a wall with... Three, set to the tune of yeah, set to the tune of "Viva Las Vegas," a uh, 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 cover song, uh, and that inside, sung by a Liberace impersonator. That's right. And inside that quarantine area, who, by the way, none of the zombies are <laughs> no. attacking. No, no, no. no. He, he's allowed to sing. He's allowed to sing. They're smarter. They like the songs. <laughs> um, and then it turns out that uh, many attempts were were made to get people out of Vegas and ultimately the president is going to drop a nuke on Vegas in a few days. That's kind of where we are. Then of course the Dave Bautista team is is led by the billionaire to say, "Hey, there's 200 million tax free. Let's pull it out before Pull it out. You can keep 50, disperse it amongst your team." Then the assemblance of the team. Mm-hmm. Assembly of the team. We assembly just hey, of the, the team. team. Now the, uh, I like that. I thought that's those are fun. Bautista, I like him. He's got a charisma. The uh, a lot of the other actors who I didn't know as well, I think yeah. they did pretty well. Really like Tignataro, Love and Tignataro. I know that was uh, uh, you know slapped in there late, which is worked really well. In a lot of scenes, yeah, but worked really well. It worked. I mean, she is. I was oh, never put great. off by it, and I was waiting for a moment where I was like, "Oh, you're in a different room in another time zone." I noticed it. A few, never felt that. Way. I noticed it a few times. Right. Oh, uh, sorry, it's okay. Quickly, and then his daughter shows up to rescue. A girl that is needs to be rescued, yeah. and his turns out we learn at the very third act that the his co star his co team leader female, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and he had a relationship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And all you know. So you've got this weird hybrid, and I and I and the, I have a strange relationship with this movie. I watched the first half of it with my better half, who agreed to watch it, and we thought it was just shit. And hmm. horrible, and she's like, "I'm out." I have a feeling I had the exact same experience you did. Okay, well, okay, it continues. I know. Uh, I'm out. So then, a day, uh, the next day, I watch the rest of it, finding myself enjoying it much more than my first half. Then I said, "I need to watch that first half again," and mm, I this watched is the me. whole first half again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the mayhem, the bloody mayhem ensues. David, do you take it from here? Because, well, wait, but I'm, I'm, what, so what, you what did that the first half? You, like I can tell time. the first half. Carlos, you weren't you, you've sold come on. out negative. This sure. movie is not as good. The sum of its parts is weak, but there are some parts. Okay, and these parts are 
fucking incredible. I okay. The, I wouldn't fucking go, incredible. I wouldn't go that far, but I do agree with you that it has moments. Yes, yeah. right. I, but, but so now let's go back to the zombie lore, and then I promise I don't okay, want to talk okay. much more. In this film, we're introduced to two classes of zombies, right? Shamblers. The shamblers are the zombies we kind of recognize, but the alphas are a higher level that right. have society, rituals, king and a queen, uh, a relationship, nuzzle. Functioning reproductive organs. Functioning reproduction organs and goals with those organs. Jesus. We're introduced to... Um, Dude. Hibernating goals, hibernating <laughs> zombies, which I guess we saw in Twenty Eight day, Days Later, but this is a completely yeah. different universe. But hibernating zombies, which is just a set piece, dehydrated and rehydrated zombies. Mm-hmm. That's kind of new and interesting. And then fucking zombie tigers and a zombie horse. Animals can be zombies and now. And reportedly robot zombies. Though I yes. robot zombies. No, there I are robot. No, they are. In there are no, I, I believe it. There I are just, robot they, zombies. I because there there are some zombies whose it eyes was only glow. reading after that I saw somebody reference there it. Are Robot zombies, there, but there, there are. But the second viewing is almost required to really kind of see, mm. see I, it. I spotted them the first way see, through. But there I thought so, that was just some well, kind of weird Zack no, Snyder no, no. thing. I spotted them instantly. Of lens flare or something. No, there you go. They have blue glowing eyes, they and do. then one and of metal them, face. Well, yeah, one of Terminator. them dies, and the skin comes off, and there's metal face underneath, and I, like. Not mentioned. Okay. Not. Well, but I this mean, is. Did you notice the I first know time that you franchise building? Did which, you notice? Fuck you. Did you notice in the first scene when the military is uh, <laughs> dispatched, <laughs> the UFOs and how they yes. zip yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, you did yeah. notice that. Yes. That so I we're talking notice. alien zombies here, that, and I like that touch at the beginning. I mean that that that, that, that one I did pick up on. I like. No, I mean I I like this film, I, and that's probably not what a surprise to y'all. I did too. Hold I, on, hold on. I did too. It took me a fucking journey to get there, but there, look, listen. There, like I said, some really good in this movie. Yeah. Some really bad in this movie. And when Carlos, you and I are going to agree on the really, really bad. But the good outweighs yeah. the bad, and I can I'm, see I'm myself to hear drinking more about the bad. Yeah. And I and I'll and I'll probably go in on it. I think the way I approach this film, I had low expectations. I I didn't I did too. love the idea of watching this movie. However. I was curious enough, and it had been long enough since I had seen, I guess, a Zack Snyder film, because I haven't paid attention to the DC stuff. I, I didn't watch I the four-hour thing. I did watch Justice League, because we did, but that was the Joss Whedon version. Yeah. I haven't watched his cut. I, you know, I think really... Anyway, it's, it's been a long time since I've... So I'm like, okay, what's this going to be like? Totally get where Carlos is coming from with this King of the Bros intro. Um, that said, this movie doesn't pretend to be anything that it isn't oh you're full it of is this. a trying to be somewhat madcap kind of heist film masquerading as an action zombie film and i just love that like okay they put it in the blender and it came out okay do it i mean yeah. what, what what's the worst that can happen you spend 90 million dollars and we don't movie. like it okay but it didn't turn out that bad. I mean, the, oh, I, I've already insane. said it. I've showed my hand. Dave Bautista, I think, is a very good actor. He will Wrong. win an Oscar. I, no, he, he will win an Oscar in his career. I, David I Bautista was bad in this movie. You're Poor choice. Out of your mind. Poor choice. You are out of your mind. You don't believe He's one the only ounce of his thing sentimentality. I don't understand how this. you can like this film if you don't find him compelling. Because the good outweighs the bad at the end of the day. But wow. he is okay. but well, this poor, is, poor for me, choice his, is at the top of my list. His charisma carries this That's film across the finish line overall because 
I do love every scene that he's in. I like how he delivers lines. I bought the relationship between him and the daughter. It was dumb. And I thought that was dumb. I thought that was kind of dumb too. Y- you know what? Father-daughter relationships are dumb, but yes. no, 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 but no, I no, still no, connect with no, them. No, no, no. I, I, I'm I, sorry. I, I, no, I again just the just the way that I think the idea, like the conceit of this film, is a brilliant idea. Like the idea of having him and his daughter's relationship, the way that it is meant to exist in the film is a good idea and there it's, a, an it's a good plot point but it is so poorly executed yes and it is it kind of just it's taped on it's taped on so david i am baffled <laughs> by everything you just said i'm not baffled me. by david's take i am because the one person that I expected to have to not buy into the mindless drudgery <laughs> of Snyder's "quote unquote" vision question mark is is a one doctor <laughs> David Kearney. and so I'm I'm baffled that Zack Snyder is a filmmaker with who is devoid of any comprehension of human emotion. Uh, he only uh, okay. So there's a few things I'm going to throw out. One, uh, Zack Snyder is my generation's Michael Bay. That's yeah. one. Oh, this is a Michael Bay film. He, he I don't disagree with he that. He is he is an auteur. I will give him that because the definition of an auteur is someone with a very distinct visual yeah. stamp. When you see it, mm-hmm. you know who it is. And I cannot take that away from him. He has a vision. It's his borderline lack of comprehension maybe lack of caring of the art of storytelling where his films completely agree with you fall apart there is a scene in this movie where you go from just like some normal kind of whatever to all of a sudden a slow motion sequence of batista killing his wife snap of a finger comes out of nowhere like what the fuck it didn't leave it's a flashback oh but it comes out of nowhere I didn't. I, I really said did not find that jarring at all. I found, I, if anything, I found, I found the flashback on the nose. I, I mean, I didn't. It's f- it, kind of both. <laughs> no, no. The, the script. It can be both of those things. Okay, here's where you've got. Hey, I'm all about dualities. They, they, I, I know that we can hold two concepts, but that one strikes me as funny. You've got your story. It's, by it's both too predictable and totally comes out of nowhere. It comes all out right, of nowhere go, with. Go the, it, it's it's predictable that that would happen. Like it's already. Well, kind he, of been we gotta, hinted we gotta create at that the turmoil of the character. Sure. We got to do it real fast. But my my thing about it coming out of nowhere is not that narratively it comes out of nowhere. It's just that where it falls in the narrative and the tone of the movie preceding mm-hmm. that moment is not one of really getting into Batista's like past right. traumas or yeah. anything like that. We've, I mean, I could I knew that that girl was his daughter before it was like said to us, uh-huh. you know. Um, I guess you kind of see her a little bit. So if you're really paying attention to the nauseating slow motion, <laughs> historical kind of whatever, but you know, I, it's I not, it's not, to, it's not fed to us to yet. To be fair, I don't love the slow motion. I don't it's, think, especially in a Zack Snyder film. I, I there are uh, certain directors whose use of slow motion, Wes Anderson comes to mind. I've enjoyed over the years and many people feel that he overuses it. I Snyder? think he does it. No, oh, Anderson. Anderson. I, I think he does it pretty well. Snyder, on the other hand, I could, Grossly leave that it. out of his film, except for the set piece through the uh, casino floor at the end assault. Yeah, mm. that no, that, that when he was just tagging, you heads. mean where every zombie is the same height? Exactly, cool. exactly. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, it's also where you see one of the the robots 
the, the yeah. in that sequence with the female. But um, the uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. It was saying that I, I enjoyed the slow mo there. I, I did not enjoy the slow mo as a crutch device. I did not enjoy the narrow depth of field of the lens, which kept taking characters in that. and out of focus. <laughs> there are some moments where he intentionally makes everything out of focus, and it's such a broy like, oh yeah. look what I can do with the camera, Agreed. dude. It doesn't serve a purpose. It is visually not very appealing Mm -hmm. and it's just like oh i'm just gonna i'm gonna do this because i'm an artist and fucking look at me man look what i did (laughs) with the camera bro you know it's a fuck you uh so i so i think he i think he is an auteur that does not understand human emotion whatsoever i think that his absolute like inability to do anything efficiently is upsetting this, because this, there this is, movie is too long. It's I, I, this 45 movie is minutes. one hour totally, too long. Yeah, I, I said forty five. At least half an hour. I I would cut every bit of sentimentality. I would cut the whole daughter arc. I would cut the I whole cut girlfriend that. at the end. I don't know I would if cut. I would have cut the whole daughter arc. I would have cut the girlfriend at the end because that comes out of nowhere. Uh, I would. I mean, you don't. It's also weird conflicting stakes for him if his if his mourning his so, wife so, and pining for this woman. So let's talk about sense. flashbacks since yeah. you know you said the that you didn't mind that yeah. flashback. I mean, easily the scenes that we see in slow motion of the fall of Las Vegas could easily have been Batista going up to somebody and being like, "Hey, are you down?" Quick flashback of that person doing badass shit like with killing a bunch of zombies on the way out of the thing. You would have liked that better than the way it was handled. Yes, because it would have been three minutes and not 25. You know, like those scenes could have been condensed into things. Like when we go into Mm. Las Vegas, when the team enters, we know it's destroyed. You don't need to walk us through how that happened necessarily. And there's nothing particularly narratively spectacular about that. And borderline, it's okay visually. Like, it is somewhat of like a magnificent spectacle, I guess, if that's if you're into that kind of thing. (laughs) But like, you have to be into just watching someone jerk off, you know, like. People that really like chat roulette probably like that. I mean, chat roulette you, is... You, you realize there are people who pay to watch people jerk off. Yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Okay. But, but, uh, but, but, but you what? are here for spectacle, Carl. At the end of the day, Snyder presents spectacle. And it, it, take the DC out of it, although there's some of that in there. 300, Dawn. I yeah. mean, it's, he is presenting visual spectacle. He's, I think... He's probably one of the best at grandiose visual moments. Yeah, because while I said it's a Michael Bay film, it does. It, there's some of Michael Bay's trademarks that that Snyder hasn't gone down that path. Yeah, but you are here to see spectacle. I think that the opening credit sets it that up for you. I thought Tig Nataro, uh, Nataro was Nataro, yeah. horrible. Really, the interest in, the interest was seeing a comic who I find brave and and I've seen probably everything she's put out with the exception of a YouTube series that I just learned about uh comic uh this uh, she does she offers nothing outside of hey that's Tig Nataro. I mean and you she's can't funny. Not, you can't not see Tig Nataro. I hated oh, I hated yeah. the idea that there's 9 minutes before the bomb falls and we've got 35 minutes worth of screen time left uh, and not the, not the visual economy but the notion that what happens in that nine minutes could never happen within nine minutes. All the places they go and the different things. They cover some ground. The mm. double take of Tig Notaro has left. No, not really. Is all false nonsense. Didn't need to happen. Literally Except, such a waste of time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I did not like. Okay. We knew she was coming back. 
my biggest problem with the film that first time was having to swallow the zombie universe that they were selling me when I'm so in, not so invested, but all my life I've known that this this is the zombie universe. I like, but but I like that he. The second time I watched it, it I just left it alone. I saw those aliens for the first yeah. time. I could see that they were trying to create something completely new. I was confused when I watched it that it wasn't a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. The, Dawn of the Dead didn't exist in this universe. There was no, no zombie anything no. that had no, ever happened, which is fine prior to this. To me, but it took me a while to kind of figure all that out. Right. Um, I guess so, I had looked it up before. I didn't. So like sure. I said... Though it was initially conceived of as... So yeah. much bad in this movie. So much bad. But the good outweighs the bad for ultimately an interesting visual yeah. experience no, I, and, and I call I, film. Me, but you know, the story makes no goddamn sense at all. Zero. None. Yeah. Th- this, isn't a, this isn't a masterpiece. This isn't a perfect film. This yeah. isn't a... <laughs> but the this isn't even necessarily a well-made film. But... Well, yeah, no, you make a good point there. I don't know. I mean, I'll probably, I think I'll watch this again someday, but it won't be for a long time. And that said, you know, the biggest flaw that I see is the runtime. Now, I watched this a little bit in pieces. I had (laughs) to. I started watching it at the end of a long day. I did fall asleep. About okay, when they well, entered Vegas. Let's go. Well, there you then, go. So sir. Like, I had my Carlos Cooper experience. And <laughs> Kyle then Cooper's push play go to So I time. ended up kind of watching it in that bifurcated way that you two are describing. And it worked for me that way. But I the difference is I didn't find the first part to really drag in the way that, that Joe felt it did. I felt it really I was, dragged. I was the, okay the, with the, it. The creation of the team. Yeah. The paper thin human team. Also the sorry, David. India, it's okay. India acoustic it. Bad Moon Rising. Oh, the soundtrack no, is horrible. The leaning on the old, the like classic songs and classic rock songs, and having them interpreted and in, in different. I didn't like in that. ways that make you want to fall asleep. It's a fucking action movie, Zach. Yeah, well, that's but true. then that tiger eats that dude, and it's fucking awesome. Which he stole from <laughs> Cabin in the Woods, by the way. A zombie tiger? I don't yeah. think so. No, the idea of a beast that a is referenced and, and not done anything with the entire time, only to come back and eat a despicable character. Yeah, yeah. Cabin well, in the okay, Woods. Okay, well there you go. He bar- he borrows from the best, right? You that, should in love this that. case, he did. <laughs> okay, well that's well, okay. So when we first see the zombie tiger sorry not to cut i I know that you were probably going somewhere completely different but literally when that scene happened i was almost fully checked out and i saw zombie tiger and i literally wrote in my notes okay zombie tiger i'm back (laughs) that shit is sick there you go i don't do anything with it let me you know we we've been dismissing a lot paul riser from aliens character deserves to die (laughs) yeah i've now i you know I said I've li- I liked a lot of the performances here. I know Joe doesn't seem to be as happy with it. I just think these people showed up for the exact movie they were part of. Yes, they knew what they were true. doing. I think that Theo Rossi's great. Garrett Dillahunt is an actor who doesn't get his due. He we, we did see him in No Country for Old Men not that long ago. Well, maybe a year ago. He shows up in a small character, but uh, he, what? Which, which guy is he? 
He's Martin. He's he's the guy who's on the inside for yeah. he's the shitty guy. That he's gets the eaten. Paul Reiser alien. He's the one who gets eaten. Yeah. That's why I was eaten. I was branching off that. Gotcha. Sorry. No, no, no. That, I just didn't know his name. Okay. I didn't and know. I think he's great. He is very good in this. I thought he did a great job in this. So he's fucking evil in this. Yeah, he is. And he's but, good at but it. But he has that kind of like effortless. He can turn. He can be a really nice guy. But then there is this like. He also telegraphs to, his plans too much. Well, but, well you know. see, here's the problem with the film: story by Zack Snyder, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Script by Zack Snyder, horrible. There are some great elements of the script, and we haven't gotten to the final final twist. By the way, there Which are is not a good. There is just some poor. Ass bullshit in this, there in is, this twist. There is, in this, I'm sorry, in this script. It's yeah, just, I, I mean, I don't think that every, oof. I don't think every move here is a you know well played. But you're having move. too much fun. But to exactly, it was a, it was down. enough that I liked. And again, a lot of it goes to Batista. I see that guy. I loved him in Guardians so of the Galaxy. Funny. I loved him. I in, did too. There was a kids movie he did. I watched with my daughters. He's good. My spy. I think. I never yeah, saw Stuber. Should I see Stuber? Stuber? It's good. Yeah. These are funny. Him, him and Kamel's friendship do, is real. He can do this action comedy thing. Trailer. Really, really well. And I'm like, he's like my rock, I guess. And he is a wrestler. I mean, but you know, if if Carlos has that kind of like blind love and devotion for. I, I think I have that for Dave Bautista. It's a, he's a good person to have it from and for and to you know a piggyback sorry on I'm your. Down, I'm sorry, I'm shitting all over your boyfriend. Right, I, it's you it's know. confusing that you are, but it's neither here nor there, really. Um, Some people pay to have their boyfriend shat upon. <laughs> What we're learning in this episode <laughs> is that people pay for a lot of weird things, uh, including a film titled Army of the Dead. Uh, Garrett Dillahunt, to piggyback on what you were saying, I think that he does a really good job, but I also think that um, Nora... Arnazader? Arnazader. I really like her as a coyote. Uh, I don't know her from anything I don't, else, though. I don't she's, either, she's, but I really like her in this. I thought her she's death French dispatch too. was really good, too. Uh, that was a good scene. Theo Rossi played yep. a character... Uh, named Shades in the first season of Luke Cage, which also oh, had... Oh, I didn't watch that series. Um, uh, which character is that? Also had Mahershala Ali in it. Shades, he's uh, he's Mahershala Ali's like right-hand man kind of guy, always wears the sunglasses. No, no, in this film. In oh, uh, he is the rapist guard. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. gets sacrificed. I mean, there's, there's, he, he is so good at playing a slimy fucking oh, skeezy he's guy. He's and the slimiest I, in this I one. Also found, um, I also found Omari Hardwick to be fairly charismatic he was good though i i don't feel like i got enough of that character he, to get a great they didn't read on do it. enough with him i love he has the i love the end i know you're saying no, that I you like didn't like that too. but i like i that. like the end very much <sighs> i like i liked i liked every bit of that airplane sequence yeah the the toast the 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 him quoting who joseph conrad or somebody joseph campbell yeah there you go. i was already so mad by that point though because the first ending of the film Zach uses I'm gonna call him Zach cause he I just <laughs> he's just a fucking bro Zachy boy Zach come on Zach uh, you he <laughs> I can't even say it he soundtracks the first ending of the film with a song called fucking zombie yeah. well, the are you version. shitting me right. the, the acoustic Cranberries, version right? oh my and, and, it's, a, and it's, uh, it's a female leads uh, time to shine so comes, you know, rest in power queen <sighs> The, the cranberries, but um, but it, it yeah, turns out that a sequel is I mean, completely set up uh, in, in, with an airplane sequence, and I loved everything about that sequence. The reveal, we knew it was already had. I already, we, we know he's bitten or something. He, he it shows he goes him, to yeah. the bathroom yeah. and yeah. finds the, the prequel bite. is already done shooting. Well, well, there's a prequel animated series coming. No, out. a prequel film, right? 
and uh, that and is it's already done shooting. And is it? The, it's directed by Matthias Dieter, yeah. Schweighofer. Okay, so yeah, it's the, the origin Dieter. of Alpha. No, this is o- origin of Zeus. Rather, this uh, one is, no. is this is Army dire- of Thieves. Uh, it's more it about is, him being a safe cracker. I it's think. about yeah. It's about him as a safe cracker before okay. the zombie apocalypse. But you're right. There is an anime series yeah. that is being developed. I don't know where in the process they are, but it's called Army of the Dead: Lost Vegas. Right. Yeah. So clever. Well, they were uh, going to call it Viva Rock Vegas, but that was the Flintstone sequel, so it was already... Which was a better yeah. film. Uh, <laughs> and that one features some of the characters from this film in the early phase of the zombie outbreak, so I'm assuming Batista's coming back yeah. as a voice. Omari Hardwick, I would have to assume, is coming back as a voice. Right. Um, De La Guerra. Guerra yes. Yeah. Uh, those people, I, I mean, I would imagine have to, but uh, yeah, it's just... It's again like I'm always going to go back to him because I hate to love him so much, uh, love to hate him so much. Sorry, um, it's like the Aster effect. It's like the, what you you had something good and then <laughs> see, yeah, you took it too I don't far. know. You that, shat yeah. upon it, and you and I didn't. I didn't want to. I'm not someone that likes to pay to have to watch something <laughs> shat upon. Well, good. I That's mean, not the, my thing. The, well, and so I, so I'm disappointed strokes. by these, you yeah. know, like I, it's a, fu- I love oceans 11 and yeah. you love zombies. I love oceans. It's a, I rewatch oceans 11 yeah. within the last like six months. It's so fucking good. And then I like zombie land. Great movie. Sure, zombie land too. Sure. Great movie. Yeah. Put them together. Should be a great movie. What did you do? And it gets pretty close. It, it, oh, I mean, it's, it, it's I don't think it's great, but I think it's... You'll like it better if you watch it I think again. it's darn good. I promise. I, I, yeah. Uh, All right. Who's going to watch this again? I, I think I probably will. It's like saying someone's going to watch The Irishman twice. <laughs> Who the fuck is rewatching The Irishman? <laughs> right, but no, you like The Irishman. I hated The Irishman. Oh, you hated it? Horrible yeah, I did not like Some, it. Well, I kind of disliked well, in it. One of our fan, most fantastic beer pairings... No, yeah. well, hold on, wait. Oh, I was trying to move us along. Are we not talking about zombie reproduction? The this is this is a different alien zombie race. This is all brand new. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. my last complaint about Zack Snyder, and then okay. I promise we can go to the beer. So you know there there are people that are self aware. You know, like for instance, um, I know that I can be very hyperbolic, and sometimes I can communicate <laughs> very aggressively, That's and great. not and not everybody likes that. Exactly. So I, try, I think we're I, aware. I try to be mindful of these things at oh. times, not on the podcast because that's what makes for great, <laughs> that's what makes for great radio. That's right. But in my everyday life, you know, I, if I catch myself being aggressive in my communication, I try to be a little gentler. You know, uh, Zack Snyder is someone who is very self aware, but not in the way that I just described. He's self aware in that. Oh yeah, someone said something good about my Dawn of the Dead. Uh, what was that? Oh, that I, I I invented fast zombies. Oh yeah, you liked those fast zombies. See what I'm gonna do now, and just takes it too fucking far. It's not as interesting. Oh, I don't know. I the I kind like of the, the, I like that. The, like I said, he does not view the zombie lore as sacrosanct. He plays around with it. I think, I think he created the zombie reproduction thing, it's absurd, but I also love the idea that it's it's not just this kind of like unthinking horde of but infected. But that's what makes it scary, though. The, the lore of the zombie that makes it scary is that they do not care who you are. They do yeah. not discriminate. Their only end is destruction. Their well, only this end is, is to this kill is you. New. The, their only end is like following their instincts. Now, hold on, They're, I had to yeah. watch it twice to overcome this hurdle. Yeah, this is new. 
Yeah, it is new. Yeah. This, this is this, doesn't we, mean we it's don't good. compare this to The Walking Dead, Night well, of the no, Living of Dead, or anything you do, else. But it, but it's different. You I mean, to. that's what I'm saying. It's like it's a it's a riff it's a on new zombies, villain. but it's a riff that goes off in a bunch of different directions. And I would go there if somebody's criticism was like, he's trying to put too much new stuff in there. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, I kind of love not, not that maybe, he definitely. like. It's like he just threw this bomb at zombies and is like, okay what if they were really fast what if they reproduced what if they had this kind of social order themselves what if they were from aliens what if they had robots that they could infect what if he they can't could infect edit himself like, but i i love that the film doesn't get bogged down in those details i think the sequel answers questions kind of throws well i don't think it's a sequel it's obviously we have at least two prequels on the way and if things go well maybe there's going to be things that will extend no i think the, the robot future. zombies would be explored i think i think we'd learn more about this alien yeah, that, race absolutely okay you're right and we may, remember the when, when, the, when when zeus comes out of the box it's being transported in the vacuum you know, yeah uh he's got a military haircut i mean something yeah. yeah we're learning you know yeah we'll learn more yeah and, and i will watch that film yeah. they are 100 percent trying to develop a f- in-house Netflix franchise mm-hmm. that they can Fine. continue to go to. Uh, I I'm, yeah. I'm in I'm in for a little while longer. Yeah. I this is my last Zack Snyder movie. Oh I'm, fuck that. Really? I'm done. I'm done. You're going to come out with something in a couple Zach- of years. Well, okay, and we'll do but, it on the show. But does that mean you're not going to watch any of the, this prequel that's coming? The Don't care. You don't care. Okay. No. All right. Well. No, don't care. We'll I see. mean, I well okay. The Army of Thieves one. I tend to speak hyperbolically. (laughs) The Army of Thieves one isn't a Snyder film. It's directed by this... Right, but it's in this franchise universe, whatever. No, but uh, I should clarify. What I mean is, this is my last Snyder, a Zack Snyder Anything that he directs. If it says a Zack Snyder film, I'm, I'm out. Unless it's huh. unless it's zombies in a record store, and I bet you'll watch. No, it. I won't. I would protest, <laughs> boycott. Dare I say? That's funny. I think. Right. I, I think the difference. Be, you know, honestly, I don't love this film, but I, I do. Well, I'm glad. Isn't that and weird? It, it, no, it's yes. not. I understand what. It, but I think I. I think part of it is I just don't have a Zack Snyder hang up at all. Like he he doesn't really yeah, factor that much that. in my head. I yeah. understand the His role that he plays in popular culture. Well, Zack Snyder's going to hate that you said that. By yeah. the way, I mean because I mean as you he wants everyone to think about. You it. mentioned Wes Anderson earlier. Yeah, and we're going to finally F and C the Wes Anderson film that we talked about at our beginning of 2020 episode. Sure. Hopefully, in a couple of months, and you know, I mean those you. you my point, auteur filmmaker, he wants to be that, even if he is in the more of a Michael May model. And that's fine. I mean, I and I, and I guess it to, comes from I don't read interviews about him. No, nah. I don't read articles with fans. Don't care excoriating or praising him. Right. I don't spend time in the DC fan community. I didn't here. Like, yeah. so, and like I said, I skipped out on the DC. I films. didn't see any. So of his for me, movies, the DC how movies. I know Zack Snyder is he made this. We'll find out how we feel about this remake of Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. in the 2000s. He had been a commercial director before that. I wasn't following his commercials. Saw no, Dawn of didn't. the Dead. Oh, some great work. <laughs> Saw 300 a few years later. Right. Didn't like that quite as much. But it made a visual impression. Had a visual. Uh, absolutely. Had right. some things that are praiseworthy, but in general, storytelling-wise, I didn't love that film. Um and then I kind of fell off, and I don't know. Like he had, well, Watchmen. I did see Watchmen. I did too. So Watchmen like, is good. Love, so I love have that book. I think. Yeah, I, I loved Watchmen. that book, and I ho- I hoped that it was going to be great. Yeah, and it was a it, it 
it did the job. I think it was pretty good. I yeah. remember it being pretty good. So my my experience with Zack Snyder is like he's a fairly competent director of action based films, uh-huh. like a Michael Bay. Yeah. When you give him when it when he has the right concept. I'll go with him there, and he I'll, might be a and really I'll enjoy big it. Okay, Jordan and, and Peterson does, fan, and he does, inter- but, you know, and he does I interesting original work. I don't he, see he, anything in there that shows me Jordan Peterson because everything you just said, and this is a good tee up for the second half. But everything you just said, um, Dawn, three hundred into Watchmen, sucker that's punch. An, that's an interesting. That's an interesting that set of choices. It yeah. is an interesting set of choices. Fuck both of y'all for talking over my <laughs> amazing analysis. Well, he was talking about Sucker Punch, and I'm like... Because you left out Sucker Punch. Clearly, we need to move to the beer and yeah. move into our second half, which yeah, I'm very we're excited be, to do. We're, we're going to get to talk more Zack Snyder, also, but we're only going to get to talk once about Undead Head yeah. Ed. Lone Pint Brewery is a beer... Uh, they do that um, Yellow Rose IPA, which we talked about. Right. And I buy that from time to time. I enjoy that IPA very, when very much. When it comes much. in fresh, yeah. enjoy. Great beer. Uh, I have not had any of Lone Pint darker beers this is my first one in fact when it poured it was a little off-putting because i'm so used to seeing what's coming out of the bottle mm. and it's they th- do have distinctive bottles right mm-hmm. so um i found this porter to be chilly light and very thin in mouthfeel and flavor and almost all of it huh I wouldn't... I, I get where you're coming from. It's as I, thin as a Zack Snyder plot. Uh, <laughs> but the story's so thick. I didn't get the chili. Like the, I was saying at the beginning, I didn't really smell it when we poured it. I w- wasn't getting it on the nose. Once I was sipping it, I I mean, I get the barest, faintest little hint of You put of the spice. word chili in the title of the beer, yeah. you have expectations. But, but this comes nowhere close to what I would think of being a typical chili beer, right. if you're going to have that. Um, but I do think I, I get the roastiness that I yeah. would with a porter. It's it's a pleasant drink. Um, Six point nine percent. I didn't expect it to be super hef- hefty, but it was. There's enough body there that I'm okay with it. I find this drinkable. I think it's good. If I had it uh, on tap someplace, I wouldn't feel bad about it. Uh, I, I doubt I might I'll try be... it on tap to see if it's a different experience. Would you ever buy this again? I don't think I would buy it. I to wouldn't just have it home. No. Uh, I wouldn't just keep it on, in, in stock in the fridge. Yeah. Um, I got more chili than I think that you okay, were giving good. me credit for, maybe. Um, not super heavy, but just a little bit on the back of the tongue that has a little bit of a kind of... Yeah, I it's got a zest to it. Right. It's not super chili heavy, Yeah. but it is a nice addition to the flavor profile, adding a little layer of complexity yeah. to what could otherwise be a disappointing porter, because if this was just a porter, sans chili, with the body yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that, it might fall a little short, but I think okay. because that chili that helps it kind kick of it up and, helps kick it up a little right. bit, helps make it you uh, get this? a pleasant... Interesting drinking experience. Right, uh, one of our local okay. uh, emporiums uh, okay. here. Got it in town. Got it in town. Yeah. Right. Um, so oh, we teed ourselves up for some more Snyder love or hate, <laughs> <laughs> or at least discussion. At uh, least discussion. Um, we are going to travel back in time a little bit. Uh, some what seventeen years to Zack Snyder's directorial debut, his remake of George A. Romero's classic. Uh, Dawn of the Dead Right When we return
And we're back. All right. We, like I said moments ago, going back to 2004's Dawn of the Dead, uh, zombie apocalypse, people get stuck in a mall. You know what the drill is. Uh, more beer. Need <laughs> more beer. Get need more beer. beer. Yeah, right. If we're going to do this, uh, we definitely need some beer. And what I have for us for this second half is a beer from Humble Forager. We are revisiting them as well. Joe was just telling us episode... 128. Where we did uh, Pieces of a Woman yeah. and Promising Young Woman. A great episode. And Scent of a Woman in the bonus episode. <laughs> we should have. Why did we not? And then we listened to uh, John Lennon's Woman. Uh, <laughs> the That Pieces of a Woman has stuck with me. Uh, as I've you know thought yeah. thought uh, over the months since we've done it, promising a woman got all of the Oscar buzz, right? But right. Pieces of a Woman was a really really good movie. It People was. Check that one out. It uh, was. I've had a, I've had a many argument over um, promising young woman. I imagine it it was a divisive film in oh, its ways. It's it, awesome. Was your position every time? <laughs> yep. This is a thick. It thick is very. Beer. This is a smoothie it's, sour, so we're we're back in juice territory here. Do you want guys. a little of this uh, extra? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty thick. Get, Give me the smudge. <laughs> so there's more if you want. Get, get some fruit puree in there, <laughs> and I didn't even. We didn't roll it right. We either. didn't. No. Yeah. I should have. Uh, so this is coastal sunshine. It has strawberry, orange, banana, and marshmallow cream. That's so, a lot of money. That's a lot of words and a hundred one eighty from our porter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So definitely. But this film is at a 180. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's so Dawn of the Dead. This is well, Zack Snyder's uh, attempt, uh, though not launched by him. This isn't like a passion no. project. This was a no. film that was in development. James Gunn, actually, um, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, and also at the time he was doing the Scooby-Doo series. Who was? James Gunn. Oh. Yeah. I was like, what? No. Um, but he worked on the screenplay, was going to direct it, but eventually got off the project. It, it fell to Zack Snyder, or Zack Snyder took it, I should say. I right. mean, whatever. Um, well, go according ahead. to the Wikipedia page, uh, Gunn was brought to write the script, um, and then Snyder came on board, and this is a quote from the Wikipedia page. This may or may not be accurate. Uh, he came on board to direct, and this is why this is a 180 from our last movie, with the goal of keeping every aspect of the production as grounded in reality as possible. Huh. Yeah. That, not I mean, he, the case in <laughs> leaving Las Vegas with zombies or whatever it was that we just watched. <laughs> uh, no, that's a, that would be a funny concept. It's like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. There yeah, you go. The, the you pairing go. just hit us <laughs> over the head. Zack Snyder's directed exactly two zombie movies so let's go back to where it started well two films that have of the dead in the title right. yeah. so uh, let me say this up front and I'll just quickly hand it off I'm so glad we'd watched this film because to me when I think of critical horror kind of historical canon this movie belongs there hmm. um, I remember having strong strong positive feelings when I saw this movie in the theater uh, I'm, you guys know I'm a big Romero fan Um I hope we'll do Dawn of the Dead his in some future yeah. episode, maybe come October. The VHS is right there. <laughs> Next to Saw. Um, and we, uh, so I was happy to watch this again. I don't think I've seen it in a decade. Uh, so that's, I mean, I'm like, you laid your cards on the table, Carlos, at the beginning of the last half. I'm, I'm laying it out right now. This film is essential horror. It, it brings back the, 
the fast zombie that we met in 28 days later, although I understand it's different universes, complete different universes, clearly. But, but um, very similar time period. We're right. talking about a couple years separation. And there. I'll just yeah. I'll say this. It's it human humans are overtaken by zombies. They a few of them convene at a shopping mall. They try to figure out how to live. That's that's yeah. the plot synopsis. I love so much how this film just goes bang from the very, very beginning. We're not quite used to the fast zombie. We know we're watching a Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. And we're used to this, yeah. the, the shambling, you know, shambling? What's the one I'm looking for? Shuffling zombies. Shambling, yeah. Um, shamblers, yeah, shambling. Um, and, but, but, but it's the moment that we're, the moment that the zombies begin, we are immersed in action until there's a sense of safety. And I love that about this movie. Yeah. No explanation, no television reports, just kaboom, Some someone's trying to kill reports. me. There's a little bit, but, it, but it's very. After the fact. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a little girl. And she bites my husband. He becomes a zombie, and bang! <laughs> that we're is an off intense to, we're opening. We're off to the races, an and I no opening. one knows what the fuck is going on. I loved it. Yeah, uh, similar to you, Joe. I, I remember liking this a lot when it came along, and not I, almost despite myself, because again, Romero. You you said great filmmaker. Love Night of the Living Dead. His Dawn of the Dead. Um, Day of the Dead's not quite as good, but you know he he ha- has had it has wonderful its charms. But you're right, right. Day of the Dead does yeah. There there are some great films there. So do I really want anybody to remake this? I remember going into it somewhat skeptically and being very taken right from the beginning and think, okay, no, this isn't a remake in the sense of a we're going to find a way to t- like cast new actors in yeah. the roles and basically execute the same film. It's I'm going to take the basic structure, people trying to survive this zombie apocalypse in a mall, but then I'm just going to tell it the way that I tell stories. And for him, that is bringing in this fast zombie thing that is a relatively new phenomenon. Like I said, he's not the one, Carlos said, some people give it credit. Clearly, he's not the one who brought this to the big screen, right? Danny Boyle, at least did it. And there's another film in there, too, that I'm forgetting. This probably had the most commercial success. Well, this is one. Well, yeah. This is the one that probably did have the most success, especially in the U.S. And I think that um, it takes just enough from that original Dawn of the Dead to, I think, legitimately label itself as Dawn of the Dead. But then otherwise takes a lot of opportunity to bring new things to it, new character dynamics, new um, you know developments in the plot, new action sequences. I think it's a lot of fun. And watching it again, I was maybe slightly less charmed by it than I was the first time because I was caught off guard. Like I said, if anything, I went in thinking, this has a lot to prove. What What is this going to bring that the original Dawn of the Dead didn't bring? This time I didn't have that hang-up and I had the positive feeling of, oh, I remember liking this. Watching it again, I maybe wasn't as charmed by it. But what I was charmed by was seeing these performers who I don't remember yeah, knowing as well exactly. when I watched it the first time. Now, yeah. Sarah Polly, I knew well. Sarah sure. Polly um, had been in the movie Go. She had been in The Sweet Hereafter. Yeah. She was a child actor before. Like, But no been... Modern Family yet. <laughs> For Ty Burrell. For Ty Burrell. So. No, absolutely. Phil Dunphy wasn't anything. Eight Mile had happened, though, mm-hmm. hadn't it? Yeah, who is I don't remember him in that. Mackay Pfeiffer's in that. Oh, God. I thought oh, you were talking okay. about Ty Burrell. No, yeah, he's like, hold no, on. No, no. Um, I you, think you're right. I think Mackay Pfeiffer was and, nominated and for something for that. For which film? For A Mile? 
Was he nominated was he for supporting? supporting? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I mean, he, th- that was definitely a good moment for him in the early 2000s. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He was doing it. Yeah. And Ving Rhames, of course. Ving yeah. Rhames com- kind of coming to the end of his big burst burst in the yeah. 90s. You're but right. still pretty known. Yeah, no. Absolutely. And delivering, I think, a great performance in this and, film. And he lobbied to get into this film. Oh, he really? wanted to be, because he I loved Dawn of the Dead. He wanted to be in the remake. And he delivers, I think, very well. But, um, Did it again. you know... <laughs> <laughs> to me can't cut that one out though seeing you're right Ty Burrell uh, Jake Weber or Weber who I've seen show up in many things since most recently I think for me Homeland they, the okay. Showtime series yeah. see he looked really familiar but I couldn't place him yeah same so, here so there were several where I was just really enjoying see oh wow that's crazy that Michael Kelly Michael Kelly that, yeah we talked about oh him. who did you watch House of Cards I know oh uh, yeah I yeah I mean Watching him in this versus him in House of Cards. Max Headroom so is in funny. it. Yeah, right. You're right. For a couple seconds. Absolutely. Sure, pretty pretty short. Yeah, Matt Frewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, th- I mean, I love that aspect of watching it again. I don't know I'm if... I'm curious. It, this is, I'm curious. Go, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I'm, again, quite as charmed by the fast-moving zombies as I was at the time. Um I, like I said, with Army of the Dead, when we were talking about it, I like that he kind of blew it up to more than just fast moving and having to. But this one, it's pretty much just you find out that they're fast moving. I thought that, you know, I don't know. There wasn't really anything I disliked about it as much as the, the visual, the, the look of it. I think in terms of the color palette that he focuses on here. You're talking about the Kelvin Instagram filter he used? He is a little much. I it's think garbage. I think it's <laughs> okay. I mean, I wouldn't go quite that far, but I think it's unnecessary to it's take hideous. it to the level that he did with, with this film. So I think visually, I was less charmed by it than I was. I don't know if maybe I gave it a pass then. See, it was probably that, of the time. Too. I gave. I didn't need to give it a pass back then, but I think this time I gave it a. It, this is this movie is seventeen years old. And it's going to show a little bit of age. But should it show that much age in 17 it did, years? I, for me, it's not that much. I love the element the of... The Matrix still works. I love the element of the gun yeah. owner across the street and the chess game and the whiteboard signs. That and was great. Binoc- That's I a, love that. Yeah. I don't think that a gun owner to Andy's, credit, to Andy's stature that we have built him up to be would ever let those zombies into his place. Hmm. That never would have happened. That's some cheap screenwriting right there. You, there are some cracks of cheap screenwriting in this film, but I, there's, this film has one fatal flaw, but Carlos, you haven't said much. Well, what's the fatal flaw? The whole birthing uh, pregnancy to me. Zombie fetus. It's Zack Snyder saying, and I know it's a James Gunn script, and I think James Gunn scripts really saves this film. Um, It's, um, we'll show him a zombie baby. I don't think we've seen that yet. Yeah. And so this whole subplot that does not drive the plot at all. It's just to show us a zombie baby, to show us a disturbing birth scene with the zombie yeah. expectant mother at this point, and then to kill a couple of critical characters. Yeah, uh, I, not critical, but... It's 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 Zack Snyder's first hint at his obsession I need with to throw excess. in another piece of salt yeah. that doesn't have anything to do with moving the story quite He is excessive, and he... L- it gives me high five for business, but what it's I, not What I like about that... I didn't hate that part, by the way. What I yeah, what I like about it's that necessary is that it shows what happens within these groups. You know what I mean? Within a group of survivors or whatever you're gonna, you like, have your own. 
The, well, motivators. we need to keep this thing this thing secret because this is important to us. We need to protect that. This is the primary for us. This is what we're saying to the group. Here's what we're doing. So you know, creating those rifts, creating those like potentials for duplicity or or, or reasons for duplicity. I appreciate that. That that's what drives the drama of this tense situation. That you know, it isn't just banding together with people to survive it's banding together with people and having to deal with them being people <laughs> that they're gonna make and the requirements of society before you reach diminishing returns right, the, right. The, together we can be synergistic than just this you know just the simple sum of our parts right and yet we're gonna have these conflicts Carlos I imagine I think you're gonna come out with a let me say one more thing I had the same exact experience when I watched it now as I did then and that is finding the mall cop police force unnecessary but then learning why that entire thing was required I had the exact same experience I, I forgot about all that that, yeah. that their weapons were taken that now there's a police force in charge and then once the police force goes away they can begin making progress and now we have to all, of course, band together at the end, and Mr. Jackass at the beginning can become a hero at the end. <laughs> Redeem himself. Exactly. There's a lot of redemption arcs in Snyder's work, and some of them are unnecessary, but that one I didn't mind. Well, that's an interesting take. Um, I'm an interesting guy. That's <laughs> true. Uh, you know, there was a lot of things that I found interesting going back and why. I mean, I haven't seen this movie in a very long time, uh, but I do, rem- I, I do remember it fondly. Um, but like straight from the jump, the James Gunn script caught me off guard. I was like, oh, really? That's interesting, uh, especially given where James Gunn is in his career now. But then Tyler Bates doing the score was also something that I found huh. interesting as well. I mean, we're talking about the guy that did all three John Wicks. He did uh, Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw, both Deadpools, Atomic Blonde. Uh, did I say both Guardians of the Galaxy already? Yeah. Um, uh, Sucker Punch. He, the, He's done like four or five movies with Snyder. Um, And so just seeing kind of people that would end up going on to be big figures in Hollywood all on this one project. He used to be Marilyn Manson's lead guitarist. Yeah, something I'm sure he's not super excited (laughs) to cop to these days. days. uh, I I think he followed John 5 when John 5 left. Um, I think Tyler Bates took over after that. Anyway... um, so I did, you know, I had fond memories of this movie, but I watching it, I realized that I had fond memories of it in so far as being bored at four thirty in the afternoon and finding it on TNT, and like, oh, might as well. Yeah, it doesn't. My like for this movie goes no further than that. In fact, I have a distaste for this movie now, as you could huh. probably guess by my scorching hot take of the last. Yeah, movie. but now it's so, got Snyder's taint on it that it didn't have well, before. The, no, it has. It has more than that. It has, like Army of the Dead, it has some good moments. Like when they light everybody on fire in the fucking parking garage, I believe was the mm. scene uh, where that happens. Um, yeah. The that, propane tank explosion I enjoy. Yeah, that some of those scenes were sick. Chainsaw um, out the side of the bus. I that's fine. But the color grading that's is fine. terrible. <laughs> uh, it's romantic, actually. Zack Snyder, as exhibited Sicko. in the early scenes of Army of the Dead, has this penchant for taking just like 
normal everyday car ra- car wrecks and turning them into fucking massive bombings like these huge explosions it's like they were carrying like a ton of c4 in the <laughs> trunk of their car yeah. and it's like come on dude like i i'll buy a little bit of like oh the car's on fire and the gas tank's leaking it's gonna explode i'll buy that to a certain degree even if that explosion is bigger than what it should actually be but just like cars hit going bumper to bumper and all of a sudden poof, going up in this massive explosion fuck you um <laughs> One thing I realized that the, is that in this, Zack Snyder shows how completely lacking of subtlety he is from the fucking jump in this movie when Ving Rhames is walking around with a shotgun and Zack Snyder made the choice to tattoo on a place where somebody would probably not get a singular tattoo in a perfect in the perfect way that it is perfectly legible to the audience. USMC on Ving Rhames. It's almost like he wrote it there to show you and the way he's holding his gun, it's like he's putting it in your face to be like, this is the thing about my character. This guy knows guns. You know, and it's like, oh my God, dude, come on. Like there are so many other ways that you could have delivered that information to us. Um, Another problem that I had is that every character in this movie reacts to other characters as if they're less than human and as if everybody in the situation wouldn't at some to whatever minor degree, maybe have some degree of empathy for people seeking asylum or whatever. Nobody reacts empathetically to anybody. Nobody, everyone is fucking terrible. Um, Richard Cheese doing Down with the Sickness, fuck you uh, for putting that in this movie yeah. and for putting Down with the Sickness in this movie. Um, <laughs> to go back to 28 Days Later having fast zombies. Zack Snyder saw that and was like, oh yeah, fast zombies, zombie fetus. I raise no, you. I, I told you already. I, I mean, know, yeah. I know. They had a conference when the show new zombie shit. <laughs> yes. How about fast zombies? Great. There's a zombie conference that happens also, every year. Uh, and Zack Snyder really felt the need to just plop his fucking hog on the table uh, <laughs> with the zombie fetus. Uh, really take it up another notch. Also... And I swear to God, if one of you tries to defend this, I will burn this studio to the ground. Oh, and I'm just going to. There is a scene where two characters inexplicably become romantically involved an hour and a half into this movie. Okay. You're talking about Sarah Polly and the other dude? Steven Weber or Weaver mm-hmm. or whatever. I, there is absolutely nothing now, in this movie now, to indicate that, the, that they even have the slightest bit of chemistry. And then all of a sudden they get close to each other as if we've been waiting for it the whole time. As if we've been waiting for it. It's been subtle the entire time. Fuck you. And now no, we're talking it. about like the end of the world shit. Who's she going to get stuck with? But, and and look... Jay at the end of Dogma, like, hey, we got five minutes left to live. You said we'd fuck. You know, yeah. like, that's end of the world. Like, we're not meant to, this is not meant to happen. We live in two different worlds. <laughs> this is not meant to happen, but, like, why not? We're all yeah, about to die yeah. anyway. This was a, this was a situation where, and I, I wish it was what you were describing, but this is a situation where you can clearly see Snyder. They're raising romantic stakes. No, Snyder trying to show us trying to give us that will they won't they kind of moment but we've never had that thought previous and it's almost the we're in the third act at this point it is too late to be trying to introduce this kind of sexual tension he does it when it twice an army of the dead before. some cheap screenwriting to create 
romance, be yes, it father, and daughter, and you understand what I mean. It's bad and, there too. Yeah, and then just so he can quickly raise the stakes so that when a key character yeah. dies, there are more emotional stakes. Yes, but it that doesn't is work. bad screenwriting in both films. It is. I agree. I'm not going to disagree with you. I think also it's a fondness and maybe less of a romantic thing. No, because no, it is romantic because I know what you mean. The two characters almost kiss I know and what then you mean. stop. I know. So what it you is mean. explicitly romantic. We, have to talk, we do have to talk about one more thing before we wrap it up on this film. question. Did you watch the director's cut or the theatrical cut? I watched the one that was available on. They were both available. I don't. I don't remember. I'll have to look at my view. I, I, I chose the, the theatrical. I, yeah, I watched the unrated director's cut. Okay. I don't know. Well, what was different. More gore, I imagine. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. There um, were nine extra minutes. Nine I know extra part of why there. I picked the theatrical was it's short. One of the things I like about this movie so so much is the end credit sequence. Mm. The lost footage, the lo- the found footage yeah. of uh, with the disturbed them on the camcorder, yeah, Ty yeah. Burrell's uh, sex capades on the boat, but then yeah. moving to them documenting their travel as they get to their plan with a lot of lives lost, and that is to get on Ty Burrell's boat and take it to an island where once we kill all the zombies on the island, if there are any, we'll be able to potentially. Yeah, yeah. we can just yeah, um, and it's it, it shows. Ultimately, I I can't imagine that we're led to believe anything other than the fact that everyone dies when they get to Seems an very island because they've they've run out of food on the way there. And fuel. They've run out of fuel. Yeah. They eventually get to this island, and once they're there, they're attacked by zombies, and the camcorder goes dead. Right, and they have nowhere to retreat to but the boat. So I I loved and hated that about it because you want some level of of there, there's going to be an end to these human characters mm. that we've invested in, but at the same time. The bleakness of exponential growth of zombieism on the outside, there's absolutely no way that the human race can survive unless yeah. they surround Las Vegas with three you know, stacked high three times shipping containers. <laughs> Maybe they can. <laughs> Until another one shows up in Mexico City, and now we know all hell's going to break loose. There you go. We, we know it well. We know it well. Oh, so looking forward to that. <laughs> well, I didn't have... Uh, so, so David, it's a clarification... How how many points down did this film turn I mean, if, for if, you? If, for, if this was like a three out of four when I saw it the first time, it's probably more of a two and a half out of four. Oh, no, I'm saying that it's kind of historical horror canon. Dawn of the Dead. I don't, I don't I agree. If I, listen, there. if I'm going to make the point that we started with fast zombies in the early 2000s, I'd point everybody to 28 Days Later. My exact As a superior film. Well, yeah, as, as vastly, the first, yeah, it is <laughs> much better. As one that did more things, I think, inventive visually that I will still stand behind. Uh-huh. Like, like, I think the choice to shoot it on the, um, was it the mini DV format? That, right. You know, very, very cheap. Yeah, I'm going to ask you to stop quarter. so that I can nominate an episode for All Horror October. Romero's Dawn of the Dead paired with. 28 days later. 28 days later. I'm down. All right. I'm down. Uh, I love it. Okay. We'll see. And, we'll see. and Alex Garland's script, who went on to do Ex Machina and some yeah. brilliant oh, work. I mean, Absolutely. The pedigree for 28 Killian days later. Murphy. I mean, there's, yeah, there's The pedigree long... for 28 days later has held up much better. And it's a film that, and it's a film that I've rewatched a few times. They're two very different Whereas Dawn though. of the Dead, I did not rewatch until we yeah. did it for this. <sighs> very rewarding episode. Lots of horror action. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, rewarding for some, maybe a chore for others. I watched a horror this week, and I can't wait to talk about it on the episode. Not a horror film, but a film that was a a horror horror to watch. And then I watched another movie that you guys might call me a horror for watching. Wow. Stay tuned. Man, that is... Woody Allen. 
No. God. I've said too much. I've, I've said too much. You have said too much. All right. Well, the the only thing that's going to uh, heal us here is to have the uh, I'm healed, the bro. bright rays of the sun shine in and uh, and and tell us what's true and what's false here in this room tonight as we debate the merits of Zack Snyder. We have coastal sunshine in our glasses, guys. Did this light you up? Did this kind of bring that energy you needed to get us through you sec- the second half? I have you ever been to a, like a fancy meal where they bring a sorbet out? Sure. You know, the, no, the, the, the I've, I've heard palate cleanser. It's a little screw. But you've had sorbet. It's about certainly. A, it's, you know, about an inch diameter ball yeah. and between the heavy steak and the heavy whatever you had prior. You cleanse your you get palate. Get a nice little bright sort of That's fruit. what this beer is. You don't leave the meal going, God damn, that sorbet was, inc- that sorbet was amazing. You're thinking about the main courses. This was great. But I... It, it's, just, it, it, it's a refreshing splash. Mm. Uh, I, I, I'm not calling this one of the best beers I've ever had. It's certainly mm-hmm. not the worst. Please don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it, it's a, it's a good smoothie sour with a nice, you know. But sa- it doesn't it, sour. But way. you've had better smoothie sours. Oh, on this show, yes. Okay. I have had better smoothie sours, but I really like this one because I feel like of a lot of the ones we've had. This might be the best represent, not the best, but one of the best representations of those two words together, smoothie, sour, because this has a lot of body, it's thick AF, three C's, and it is a little bit tart. Yeah, it's, oh, it's got a tart. tart. It's got a tartness, where a lot of the smoothie sours, I mean, the tartness is buried, in fruit puree, Under that fruit puree and sweetness, yeah. lactose. And when you whatever. make a smoothie at home, you're likely to use strawberries, bananas, and one hundred percent. You need the bananas juice. for the texture, even though they so, don't taste that good. Yeah, sometimes uh. you get a smoothie sour. <laughs> that's, that's right. Very... You, but the banana here doesn't, because uh, you are somebody who, when banana is too present, you dislike. When we had the, the chocolate banana, oh yeah, that was... bananas Foster, yeah. right? That's what it was. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm not getting a lot of banana flavor in this. I'm getting a but lot get more the of the banana. citrus. Okay. And yeah, me too. The, a little bit of the strawberry too. But the texture, mm-hmm. I wish there was more marshmallow. Hmm. More sweet. A little sweet, yeah. Yeah. I just, when I say, like, leave the word marshmallow out of this. And it's delivered. Love I it. mean, we talked about this lot last time with the uh, the sun marshmallow. With you know, like when an ingredient is on the can and you're not really tasting it. I mean, in the first half, we were talking about the chili and whether or not that was there enough to really warrant it. And you know, I think that one worked. Similarly, here, this is a good beer, but I hear what you're saying, Carlos. I think that I like it. I a lot. drinking it, I would never say, "Ooh, marshmallow beer." You know, like yeah. that's not a flavor that's hitting me over the head. I am getting orange. I am getting a strawberry, and I'm certainly getting. Uh, the, the texture that I could believe banana is in here, but it's not hitting me over banana the head with marshmallow banana marshmallow are two good words to synonymize with that, I think, mouthfeel that you're talking about. Well, that about. could be it. So, and maybe the marshmallow, if I think more no, about I'm not the arguing texture. with you. I'm just saying that yeah. those two things together, I could see, okay, there is some banana there, but yeah. it could just be the marshmallow. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I find it really drinkable. I, I like, you know, what you were saying, Joe, the, the, thinking of this it's nice as a tart. kind of sorbet. Yeah. I think that's good. It's a good comparison, and I think that the fact that we maybe don't 
value that as much, maybe in the course of a multi-course sure. dinner, um, is is almost sad. Like that, that that a drink like this is is just as uh, important as a drink that's maybe got the heft and body of a or this has body, but you know what I'm saying. Like the mm-hmm. kind of entree that we're having. I like this. It's I think that coming after the chili porter, it kind of brightens things up. It no, did. It, it re-energized me for this second half. I, now you're I, ready for our main course, which I guess to this week is will the, be after the hours, Patreon after hours. <laughs> certainly, certainly. So you know, another great episode of Beer and a Movie that, as Joe just mentioned, will continue oh. because we just don't want it to end, and we want to keep drinking. Uh, have you? I mean, I was I was going to say, of course, you've seen these, but maybe you haven't because you have more sense than we do. Uh, but have you seen Army of the Dead, 2004's Dawn of the Dead? Have you had anything from Lone Pint or Humble Forager? Please let us know. You can get involved in the conversation. You can put in your own two cents into the conversation that we just had by hitting us up on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Beer Movie Show, Instagram at Beer and a Movie, Facebook.com, slash Beer and a Movie TX, Beer and a Movie Podcast.com, link to listen to all of our over 140 episodes. Patreon.com slash Beer and a Movie Podcast is where this conversation will continue. $5 a month gets you a bonus episode every single week. Uh, you can donate less if you'd like. You won't get those sweet, sweet bonus apps. And you can donate more if you'd like just to flex on a show so you really got it like that. Apple Podcast rate review and subscribe. That helps us to manipulate the algorithm into doing what it do and spreading the gospel of beer in a movie. Um, and I, am I missing anything? I don't think so. Other than fuck Zack Snyder. I <laughs> 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 needed to. Fit I needed to just get that one last bit in. Uh, until next time. Why would I want to know the risks? Two million dollars? That's a lot of cash. Listen, I hate my life so deeply. If I had two million dollars, my life would change drastically.